Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Amanda Lee's Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist. And today's guest is Judy. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. So I always ask this question to every guest. What is your backstory of how you got into what you're doing today? Um, it's kind of interesting. In 2018, I, um, I went to take my supplements in the morning. And, you know, you throw them in your mouth, you drink your water, and you kind of throw your head back. And I had bilateral tingling and numbness all the way down my arms into my hands. And uh, that was interesting. Uh, you know, as a functional medicine wellness coach, I thought to myself, well, okay, just pay attention, see what happens. Does it get worse? Does it get better? Is there something that, it, you know, starting to analyze what was going on? And uh, I ended up going to see my physical therapist and uh, in a couple of weeks of not being able to get any results doing that, I went and had an MRI just to see what was going on because nobody could seem to figure it out. And uh, basically when he read the MRI, he said, you have four discs in your cervical spine that need to be fused together. Uh, you have two to six months to do that because that's how severe the the narrowing is and um the other reason is if you have a car accident or you have a really bad fall you could die because that's connected to your breathing and so um I panicked a little bit because I didn't know anything was wrong and the idea of fusion, I knew about fusion and the small percentage of success with, uh, with fusion. Uh, and so I started to do research. And uh, in my former life as a, uh, an IT person and an, a woman in IT self-taught in the 80s and 90s, I, I had to be pretty bold. I had to be pretty tenacious in that. And so I knew that this was just another way that I had to take control and get out there and start researching. And luckily for me, I had a page that came up that gave me the opportunity to figure out the biggest medical puzzle of my life, which was, do I go and have artificial disc replacement? Uh, and that was... Um, a gentleman in Germany. And so that meant uh, my insurance wasn't going to cover it. It meant, you know, finding a, a way, you know, I was always good at putting these puzzle pieces together. And this one was fusion where I'm 66 and I'm going to be immobile from the neck pretty much down because wow. that's what happens when you fuse, right? Yeah. Um, or taking a chance on a guy who I've never met, who's in Germany, but who's been doing this procedure for 20 years or more. And my husband being as supportive as he was and knew how I felt about the fusion said, we'll figure it out. We'll find the money. We just have to get you well. And I can't say I've ever regretted that bold decision that I made to get on a plane with my sister and have the discs replaced. Because as you can see, at uh, 69, I have full mobility. 
And therefore, going forward in my life, I'll still be able to do pretty much everything I want to do. That's an incredible story. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing about it, the story itself is kind of crazy. Because <laughs> when you don't know something's wrong with you and from one day to the next, somebody gives you that kind of information, I realized how many people go to doctors and have them say, oh, your blood work looks fine, uh, so there's nothing wrong with you, and yet they feel like crap. I got that story. Well, and, and isn't it true that you need someone to advocate for you? You need someone who can say to you, no, don't worry. I, I now get to help people like you to be able to say, oh, it's not all in your head. Let's figure out why you feel the way you do, and let's let's see how we can change your life. And so I became that person. I love that you're you're that person who can advocate for other people and stuff because I think uh, we don't have we think we could do it on ourselves, or we're just so tired of struggling with our health issues. We don't have anyone in our life that's supportive that could like figure out what's wrong with us. I think the other thing that happens is that we've been taught that doctors are some godly quality. Yeah, we are. They say something that we we're supposed to believe them because our parents kind of taught, at least at my age, my parents taught me that when I go to the doctor, I listen to the doctor and then I do what he says. And being that bold, tenacious, audacious person, I was like, nah, he can go suck an egg. I, you know, if I have to get my neck fused and be immobile, that's ridiculous. Why should people, yeah. Why should people like you not be able to, to get real answers? Yeah. And I feel like that's sort of like my story like I went to the doctors, but my grandmother would, would be like, well, this isn't working. Like I only stayed on medication for a few days because she's like, you're not staying on this for the rest of your life. So I had someone advocating for me and finding eventually a wellness chiropractor and stuff like that. And I think functional medicine is so important. Can you tell people like what is functional medicine? Sure, because a lot of people look like deer in headlights as soon as you say functional medicine, because it's, it's what, 20, 20 something years old. It's not, it's not something. That's not very long. No. I'm only 32, so. Oh, okay. Well, you're, yeah, I'm a little bit older. (laughs) I'll be 70 in June. So um, I think the easiest way is a comparison. I look at Western medicine as the medicine of what? In other yeah, words, right. what, what do you have and what can I give you to mask your symptoms? And functional medicine, which is root cause medicine, in other words, why do you have what you have? And let's figure out what the underlying cause is so that we can help you get rid of the symptoms and very possibly rid of whatever that condition or illness is. And so it's, it's really, it's, I, I love it because it's collaborative as opposed to that white jacket walking in and you listening to what the doctor, you know, with the finger, the whole thing. Right. It, it, 
okay, so here's here's what I'm seeing. You know, I invite you to look at, um, you know, maybe giving up gluten for a couple of weeks, see how you feel. You know, it's not a do, should, have to kind of thing. It's a invitation to learn how to create an optimal health environment for oneself because I don't want people to be um, feeling like they need to be attached to me for the rest of their lives. I want to educate them and support them to give them the information so that it going forward, once they get into that optimal environment space that allows their body to start healing, they start to recognize, gee, why don't I feel, oh yeah, I had some gluten the other day. Oh yeah, I had some dairy or whatever it happens to be. But I have have a formula. Yeah. My formula is that in order to achieve the transformation you desire, you have awareness, which a lot of times is what I provide. Right. And then you have action, which I give them steps, choices, and then they can do that on their own. And then accountability, which is not accountability to me. This is accountability that they have to themselves, right? It is mm-hmm. still their, your health, right? Yeah. You don't need to be accountable to somebody else. You just need to be accountable to how you want to feel. I like that because a lot of times we don't take accountability to like our health and stuff. We are like, well, I feel sick, but I'm going to just put it to the side and I'm not going to take accountability for maybe changing that way that we need to change, changing cutting out the gluten or figuring out we don't take accountability for any of it and stuff. Yeah. I think, um, you know, uh, one of the biggest issues that I have is that people don't want to change. Change is hard. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Creating the environment that allows your body to heal itself isn't complicated, but it's not easy. Okay. And so um, we've been brought up in a society that one is a magic pill society. Give me a pill, make it all better, make it happen overnight. You didn't get overnight. So I can't help you to make that kind of a difference overnight. And um, I think that people also don't realize that um, they, they're they not coming to me because I heal them or fix them. Right. I do, I do none of those things. I educate, I support, I guide, I give information. But the work, the work has to be done by the person. It's their body. They're making the changes to help themselves. And I think that that becomes a little challenging because people aren't used to that. And people don't, um, like I say, they were an instant gratification society and that makes it challenging for, for some people. And people, what you're saying is people have to put in the work and we just need to 
start doing the work if we want to change our health. Mm-hmm. And why are pe- why do people sit, come to you and they'll say, oh, my blood test looked, everything looks normal and everything. What exactly is most people, do they have to work on? Um, well, first of all, the the really big shame of it all is that um, doctors don't really know how to read blood tests, and they probably are not asking for the appropriate blood tests to be done, depending on what the person's condition requires. But it, we were just having this conversation yesterday. For instance, when I, I when I look at a blood test, I'm really looking for data to tell me about the person's environment that they live in, because it's about creating that optimal environment to help them to be able to get healthy. It's not about looking at it and saying, oh, you have this, you have that, because Western medicine uses it to diagnose. We look at it to say, oh, look, this number and this number indicate that the person's dehydrated. If the person's dehydrated, no wonder the sodium and potassium numbers are so high. Because if the the water in the body is lower, the concentration right. of those things in the blood is going to be much higher. But your Western medicine doctor doesn't, I don't know if they've ever been taught how to do those things. I, and I'm not faulting anybody at all. They are who they are. They were taught what they were taught. Right. If I break an arm, I'm not going to a functional medicine person. I want right. somebody who does acute care. Exactly. Uh, but for, for me, when somebody comes to me, they come to me because they're exhausted. They have brain fog. They're constipated. They have diarrhea. They have uh, gas, bloating. They have, uh, they're cold all the time, not just their hands and feet, their, their whole body is like cold. And, you know, th- there's a variety of symptoms, but symptoms don't tell you what condition somebody has. So when I look at working with people, I just, I want somebody who's committed to their health, ready to work on it. And somebody who understands I am not a healer. Right. I am here to teach you what you need to know to be able to create the optimal environment so your body heals itself. Maybe we need some supplements to support it here and there. But Western medicine doctors who've gone into functional medicine seem to use like supplements are the thing, but what they're doing is they're replacing medication with supplements. Yeah. And even by the name of it, supplement means it's a, it's in addition to something else. It's not to replace. Yeah. So we look at diet, we look at lifestyle, we look at stress management, we look at uh, hydration, um, elimination, movement, you know, there's, there are like six foundational things. If you're building as a foundation that's not solid, then when you build the building, there's going to be cracks, there's going to be things that happen over time. And that's kind of the, the picture of the body, get the foundation, and then 
things start to change for the better. I like that. And I like that picture of the building and the cracks and stuff. What, like, what are like some of the foundations that we should be working on if we're not doing it already? Well, the, the, there are six that I look at and that's diet. And, but diet, you know, somebody will say, I have a healthy diet. Well, I hate that question. Their, their, yeah, their opinion of healthy diet is different than mine. But besides that, you can eat organic forever, all day, every day, and still not be healthy. Because one of the other steps is digestion and assimilation. So if your gut isn't healthy, which means your digestion isn't good, you're not assimilating the nutrients from the food that you're putting in, even though it's organic. Right. Right. So diet, um, exercise, you've got to move the body. It was meant to move. Do you have to do strenuous exercise? No, not necessarily. Some people, it's, it, it's, they don't realize that they're stressing their body by the type of exercise that they do for the condition that they have. So stress, um, you know, stress management is physical, emotional, it's environmental. Right. Um, let's see, what am I missing? Elimination. So if you're constipated, that means you're holding on to the toxins that should be released when you go to the bathroom. And therefore, when they sit in your body, they get reabsorbed. And then that causes more problems. And if you have diarrhea, well, then you're like stuff's just going right through you. You may not be getting any nutrients whatsoever. So you have to look at elimination. Um, but those six foundational things, diet hydration, people think because they drink liquids yeah. that they're hydrating. Well, if you drink coffee for every cup of coffee, you need to have two glasses of water right. because coffee or tea are diuretics. But I drink two of these. And when I look at my blood work, I'm dehydrated. Wow. Now, this is two of these is 80 ounces. Yeah, I drink a gallon a day. But but here's you can drink that. But when I look at my blood work, I can see I'm dehydrated. That tells me right Mm -hmm. away that I need to focus on something that's going to allow the water to go into the cells of my body and that's something people don't understand they think just as long as they drink or people don't like to drink because then they pee a lot well (laughs) that tells me something too right that tells me that the body's not holding on to it we there are certain things there's a certain kind of of there's a number of things sometimes it's electrolytes sometimes it's salt um, it, because everybody is unique, there's no way to say to somebody, these are the things that you have to do. And if right. I give this same list to all people, everybody will be healthy. Yeah. I can say the six categories yes. are the same for everybody, but how those work and where people are 
lacking or overdoing or whatever it is, is going to be individual for each person that I deal with. And I, I deal virtually. So I have the opportunity to deal with people all over the place. And, and it's really interesting because sometimes people live in really hot climates. Sometimes people are living in altitudes. So they're, they're, just those things by themselves create issues that people may not be aware of. And I like how you said like your environment, because I think a lot of times we don't even really think about our environment. And if we're in the mountains, well, we might need more water and stuff like that. We need, we need to think of our environment more and we don't think about our environment. It's like one yeah, of the I, things. I think even beyond just that part of our environment, yes, for hydration, that people don't think about their home environment. How often yeah. do you open the windows and, and let the house air out? Uh, what kind of... Um, you go outside. Cleaning products do you have? Right. right. Go outside every day. I'm uh, trying to yeah. get back into that habit because we all work from home. So it's easy just to stay in our apartments or houses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't yes. have something to do that day. It, it's true. It is true. I, I, um, every day I walk my dogs for an hour. Um, I don't have any dogs anymore, so that's what I used yeah. to do. But now that I've been in Texas for eight months and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm just like, oh, I haven't been walking or anything outside. And I think it's also just the seasons. Sometimes certain seasons you don't go outside as much. But now that we're going into spring in the U.S., then it's easier to get out and it's lighter and the day we have a longer day and everything, so. Yeah, this weekend we changed the time. So we gain an hour of daylight on both ends. So that'll be nice. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Do you find uh, people feel like it's all about like changing their diet first or do they wanna work on the other aspects of improving their health first? You know, I. I don't know that anybody has a preference because when they come to me, they're coming to me for my recommendations. And I think, you know, it, it's not one or the other. It's kind of everything all at yeah. once. But it doesn't, I mean, it can still be baby steps in each right. category, yeah. but it, it's not like, oh, let's just... Well, sometimes it is. I was going to say, it's not just like work on hydration before we do anything else. But I happen to have a client who, yeah, she, you know, it, that's kind of how it is. And until her hydration gets where it needs to be, right, a lot of the other things aren't, and she's so busy and so not taking care of herself right. that, that it's like, okay, well, I tell you what, instead of scheduling appointments every other week which I used to do yeah. let's um I, I've gone more to a okay so this is what you need to work on let's um check in I have a program where I can check in through chat with people yeah and um it's I it's like okay even though we're not meeting every week 
I want you to check in, kind of tell me where you're at, and let's see if you're ready to move on to something else. And then I have other people who are like, lay it on, you know, just tell me everything I got to do and I'll do it. So it depends on the people, probably more than anything. It, you know, the person has to be committed, but sometimes they believe they're committed. And when it's starting to do the things, it takes them longer than other people. Nothing's right. Nothing's wrong. It's everybody's body and they have to do what works, you know, what's going to work for them. And I love how you said everybody's body is different because we don't think about our bodies like we want to take the magic pill that our friends somehow has the same health condition and we feel like they're it's helping them. But how do you really know something's really helping someone else? You really don't know because you're not that person. And that's the big thing about this society is we take whatever our family's doing, our friends are doing, but they're probably at a different stage of life than you, or they're dealing with stresses or relationships different than you. So we're all different. So why not have that individual approach? Everything is customized to each person. And, And to address that whole family thing, you know, people will come to me and say, well, all the women in my family are heavy and they all have diabetes. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay. Well, okay. you know, you, it doesn't have to be that way. You are, you know, so little of who we are is really determined by our genes. It, people don't realize because that's the history we've heard. That's what doctors have always told us. That's what we hear. You know? Yeah. And I mean, think about it. Somebody I know a lady who was like 43 years old who went to the doctor for something and the doctor said, oh, well, you know, you're just getting older. And I'm like, seriously, the doctor said to a 43 year old, well, you're just getting older. And that's what that's about. Wow, that's crazy. That's not even that old. No, it isn't. I mean, like I said, I'm going to be 70 and I, no one, well, no, ever, anybody I go to see knows better. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah. they, they would tell my, they know my grandmother, they're like, well, she's probably depressed. Well, of course I'm at 20 years old when I kind of get off the couch and I was so pain and, and stuff. Of course I couldn't, of course I was a little depressed and stuff. But that's what well, right. tell people. Yeah. And then they want to give you an antidepressant and that should make you fine. Well, yeah, they ridiculous. gave me a like Cymbalta or something. Yeah. Well, and Cymbalta of the antidepressant happens to have some pain relief uh, abilities. So of what they could have given you, they at least gave you something that could help a little for pain. But I mean... It's not the, I, people call me, it's not, it's, it's the, she's the, it's not all in your head health expert, because I know that if you don't feel good, it's not in your head. There's really something that somebody has to listen to and figure out. I like, that's a great thing because I feel like that's what, like my audience gets told, they get told is all in their head and that they just have to deal with it or they're going to have to take this medication. And then the thing is you get on five, 10 
medications with all the side effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, if people are committed to, to getting healthy and, you know, really making the changes necessary to do that, there's no reason. I mean, I can't say for people that they'll be 100%, you know, everything will go away, but they sure can get darn close, if not all the way, depending on how much they change and do and, you know, lifestyle. It's really about nutrition and lifestyle. And that doesn't mean just change how you eat. It means really you have to find out whether your gut is digesting your food properly. So it's it's more complicated than just saying, well, fine, I'll eat organic and I'll be healthy. I would like you to go into that a little more. Talk to us a little bit about like the gut and everything. Well, one of my favorite things is like in the morning when you get dressed, you know, you put on your pants and everything's all good. And then you go through your morning, you have your breakfast and then you go have lunch. And maybe you went out to a restaurant and had lunch. And before you go back to the office or the house or whatever it is, you go to the bathroom. And when you go to put your pants on, you notice they're tighter. And people just ignore it. They just yeah. go, oh, yeah, my pants are a little tight. Instead of realizing that something they ate created some sort of gas or bloating in their body, and they need to figure out what it is and then address it, right? Yeah. Or um, people, I had a, this was good. I had a woman who was a nurse who wanted to have a, I used to call them discovery sessions. Now I call them focus on fabulous you sessions. Yeah. But, you know, a 20 minute, 30 minute session to talk to me about her health. And I don't know what possessed me because I don't get into a lot of detail when I do that. I, I have specific information that I want to find out. And I said to her, so tell me about your bowel movements. Are you right. regular? And she said, oh yeah, I'm regular. I go every three or four days, always. And I said, what? Yeah. And she said, I go every three. I said, do you know if you don't go two to three times a day, you're clinically constipated? And yeah. she, well, she read me the riot act because obviously I'm not medical, right? And right. She didn't agree, or actually, she just didn't want to know that that was the truth. Right. And, um, but the bottom line is, I mean, even think about our animals, right? They eat and then they go out and they go potty. Yeah. I mean, when you put something in, it's got to come out. Otherwise, the waste stuff is still sitting there. So that's, that's a big thing to me, just knowing you know, working with people and allowing them to have the knowledge that, you know, you, you have to hydrate in order to be able to go to the bathroom. Right. Right. And if you're not going to the bathroom a couple times a day, that's <laughs> not normal. And yeah, not if normal. your stomach is bloated, it's trying to tell you something. And if you have reflux, that's even a more fun one indigestion or reflux because people go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, you have too much stomach acid. Well, newsflash, we do not have too much stomach it's acid. Not. 
Yeah. It's just in the wrong place. If if it's up here and it's burning, these are not uh, cells that have mucus around them that are protected like the ones in your stomach where the hydrochloric acid is. So that means that something that you put in your stomach is not working. And sometimes it's even that you don't have enough stomach acid. That's what's really yeah. interesting about it. And, but the doctor says, go take this little purple pill and it'll, you, right. you won't have the burning anymore. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And 10 years down the road, or who knows how long you're going to have digestive problems because you need the hydrochloric acid in your stomach to work on the protein that you eat. And when you don't, it sits there in ferments and gas bubbles. Imagine that's why your pants are tight, right? So it's kind of a vicious circle, but uh, there's no one answer fits all, right? Right. Just for your gut, like everything. But like Hippocrates said so many thousands of years ago, disease begins in the gut. And for the most part, I'm I'm pretty... I'm pretty down with his belief because if you don't have that digestion working properly, how can the rest of the body get what it needs? Exactly. And I feel like a lot of things, gut health is becoming more popular. People are starting to, but they still don't know exactly what does that even mean, right? Well, they hear, uh, you know, People have a tendency to go to Dr. Google for answers. And that's, yeah, that's, that's a problem. True. That's right? a problem. Right. And uh, so they hear about leaky gut and then they go to the doctor and they say, oh, my God, I've got leaky gut. Well, that's scary because we all have leaky gut to a certain extent when we eat. But the what stage it's at and how bad it is and what it's causing in the body, all those kind of things um, need to be addressed by somebody and not usually a gastroenterologist, right? Somebody yeah. who's trained, you know, I guess that's really the point. The, the medical community sees the body siloed. Right. As if each part of the body has nothing to do with every other part. It's all separate. Right. And we, you and I, and the rest of this alternative community, if you wish, uh, we understand that it's one big system and everything is interconnected. And that's, that's really the beauty of it. You know, that that everything does affect everything else. And that's why we can help people because we see, well, if this is going on, then maybe this. It's never, yes, this. It's maybe, again, because everybody is different. Exactly. And I think that's what the message is, that we all have different bodies and we all need different recommendations. So thank you so much for this interview and everything. Is there any last tips that you would like to share? Um, I guess in particular, just a couple of things. One would be um, 
try and if you're not a person who hydrates do it slowly don't don't do this overnight you want to get up to maybe half your body weight in ounces a day of water and i don't mean chugging it i mean sipping it all day long so that it can actually get into the cells and then um the thing that is amazing is that most people don't know that the only part of digestion that is voluntary is chewing. And so I share with people to take time to eat, to slow down and chew and really, really do a good job uh, because what you're presenting to your stomach from chewing is what your digestive processes are going to have to deal with. So if you're running from one meeting to another, you're eating on the run, uh, not only does that stress slow your digestion down, but now you're probably not chewing very well. But you're and probably, you end, yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and you're probably going to eat more food because it's not registering. That too, right? Right. So, yeah, I guess that would be, those are the two things I think of off the top of my head everybody can do. You don't have to pay anybody. You can just do it all yourself. Give yourself a start. Thank you so much. This was a great interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.